Welcome to the Archer and Armstrong Production Journals. I am your co-executive producer, Jeffrey Bridges, and I am joined by... Susan Bridges, who is co-all of those things. You're gonna have to speak up a little so they can hear you. Co-executive producer, Susan Bridges. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and today we are joined by our esteemed directors and audio mixers. We have Anna Rodriguez with us. Hello! And Dave Morgan. Hello! So, hello, hello. You guys are, well, okay, there might be a, a lot of folks, of Valiant fans, let's say, who are listening to this, who might not be that familiar with um, audio drama or the way Pendant does it, and so we should let them know that you guys um, bear the brunt of the work. <laughs> I mean, our actors do a lot of great work, and it takes them a long time to get into character and research and record, but the directing and the mixing is uh, like a step above and beyond all of that. Well, maybe we should back up and, and tell them like how the stuff gets to them. Well, I mean, you what? know, like a lot of audio drama companies, everyone records in the same room live. That's true. We do not do that. We, uh, our actors all record satellite in their own right. recording studios or booths or homes. And so what they do is they send in several takes of each line and then... Mm-hmm. All of those go to the director, and then the director mixes the conversation together, picks the best takes so that everything sounds like they might be in the same room, so that you would never know. Yes, and adds in the sound effects and the music score and all that good stuff. So while we're talking about their job, so we should let them talk about their job and what the experience of working on this was like. Well, you're just move on. You're just making this easy for us. So that's right. (laughs) That's our job as producers, right, to make things easy for you. So well, so let's talk to Anna first because she's doing. She did the first. The first two of the four of the episodes. Each episode is based on one issue of the comic. Right. Yep. So, um, you were just the fresh person going in, having never, you know, done this before for, I mean, obviously. She's directed directed for us many times. Yes. Yes. But this is a whole new animal. Yes. So, what was the most terrifying thing? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, definitely we were trying to stay as true as we could to the comics and the the script definitely reflected that uh jeffrey and susan worked really hard in uh bringing the script together and our cast did a phenomenal job in bringing these characters together but it was up to me and dave to make it sound like it looked in the comics so (laughs) yes uh, so which was really tough and um the entire time that i was mixing i have a copy of the uh the comics so while i was mixing i was looking at panel by panel and even though the script itself was very detailed, some of the sound effects weren't that were maybe shown in the comics weren't necessarily in the script. So I would go from panel to panel just to pay little attention to the little details in the background. So if someone had the comic book with them, they can just be listening and literally be following along. So I think that was the toughest thing because I've never had visual material to look at while I've been mixing in the past. But I was very meticulous in trying to just really be true to what was uh, done in the comics. That is very cool. I did not know you did that. And um, we should mention that um, the the show is an adaptation of the comics. So it's not just a straight interpretation uh, line for line. There are some ad- lines that got uh, cut or tweaked or a few things added or simplified or changed around to make it work in the uh, different medium. Right. But by and large, yeah, you can follow along in the comic as you go and it will, yeah, it'll work pretty well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, 
we we also wanted it to be accessible to the people who were just listening, not necessarily following along. But uh, right. off the top of my head, uh, in the in the first issue when when Archer is traveling, we have the whole bus montage. Uh, there were just little snippets that stuck out with me in the panels where he's just walking along the streets and he's walking by a you know a booming nightclub or he's walking by a street musician. So at one point when you hear that in the in the in the first issue. Uh, you're going to hear some very club-like music and people walking on the street and musicians on the street. So I was very nitpicky in all those adding those extra details just to make the the environment sound way bigger than it. You nitpicky? What? What? No, never. <laughs> <laughs> just for this project. Yeah, sure. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> well. that, that is an interesting thing, though, that because when you see a comic book and it's lettered, I mean, there's sound effects. There's mm-hmm. things that you don't necessarily think about when you're right. looking at a comic page. Well, also, you might see something in the right. background of a panel that you just sort of gloss over as you're reading it. But these are the sort of things that when you're you're going to hear everything and not see it, you have to consider all of these things and put them in. Right. So, and um, like reactions and backgrounds, mm-hmm. like all these different things have yeah. to really be conveyed. And so uh, how, how did that work for you, Dave? What was the most terrifying thing? <laughs> that you had to deal with. Oh, I'm starting on episode three. All right. Um, <laughs> that was the first thought that came to my mind. Yeah, I can do this. Um, of course, a lot <laughs> of the big thing for me was, yeah, a lot of this stuff was already set in place by Anna, who did a phenomenal job. But now I have to recreate a lot of this because we use different programs or whatever. And so that's one of the big, been one of the big challenges for me, making sure Ivar in one of my episodes sounds the same as Ivar in one of her episodes. Right. Or the sect guards or the backgrounds. And that that was a, a little nerve-wracking for me at the beginning, but I've managed to, I think, figure it out and get it all right. <clears throat> yes, you yeah. did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yay! No, Yay me. And, I think, and I think it helped that Dave and I have worked in the past before. Right. Uh, we've worked on uh, Pendant's uh, Tabula Rasa shows before. So it wasn't so much that we were going into this fresh never having worked with one another. So that was a nice thing that we've had a working history, which I think really helped combine... Uh, the overall episodes for our turn. Right. Since, since we've worked together and we, we kind of know each other, we've met before I could, I felt easy about emailing her and saying, Hey, how did you do this? Or do you have this sound effect I can use to, for continuity's sake, made it a little easier than right. if it was somebody I'd never talked to, never worked with before saying, excuse me, can I have some of this please? Okay, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, beyond that, I do, do a lot of what Anna's been doing, going through the books. I've never read the, the books before. I, I'm coming in fresh and new to the Valiant universe. And I'm so glad that I did, too, because uh, it's really good. So just trying to get to know where we are, get to know the characters. You know, Just looking at the character, you get a good feel for how they're going to sound. Armstrong, he's going to have the big thump, thump, thump steps. Mary Marie is going to have little tiny steps, and so on and so forth. So, you know, I spent a while just getting to know both the comic book and the script, just trying to figure out, okay, how does this need to happen? How does this need to happen? And, you know, just seeing, how, okay, how did I transfer that into an audio uh, format. So it's, it's been a new challenge. It's been really fun and really nerve wracking. <laughs> <laughs> well, the episodes are sounding uh, like they're blowing my mind, how good they are. And so uh, we are, we're really thrilled with how things have come along so far. But I, I think one thing I wanted to ask about uh, the new thing, I think for both of you in terms of this production, um, in addition to, you know, uh, adapting a comic book and having a mm. visual reference is that um, we had, um, original music composed for this that yes. uh, 
So uh, b before we would use things that were um, public domain or that were um, with Creative Commons licenses like uh, Kevin McLeod's music, we've used in a lot of our productions. But this stuff was new. Uh, Vincent Morrison uh, composed them just for this show uh, based mm. on the comic, which Yay. he read. And so he tried <laughs> to get the feel of. So uh, what was that like, uh, that experience of having that original score to work with to uh, put underneath the scenes and, and amp things up? Well, I think because Vincent had the source material and wrote specifically specifically for the show it made it very easy to fit in certain pieces uh with the action of the show whereas opposed to sometimes it can take hours if not maybe even a couple of days when it comes to scoring one of our other shows mm -hmm. just trying to find the right piece of music to fit the scene because music is really is what's going to complement uh, a lot of these scenes and so having yeah. music written for the show was made our job so much easier and what elevated things even more is Vincent provided not just the entire pieces of music, mm. but the individual instrument tracks. So if we liked a certain theme, but we wanted to just solo one of the instruments, it was really easy to just take one part of a song and just use it over a scene. So Vincent made it incredibly easy for us to really score these scenes. Right. Because, you know, it's kind of like a movie, a movie without music. You don't notice it's there, but it's really awkward when it's not there. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> right. But uh, one of the really good things about having, having Vincent's music to, to score, as opposed to just finding pieces by Kevin McLeod here and there is the very unified sound. You get the same themes that they'll keep popping up throughout. It maybe you know, a different part of the same song or just different instruments. Like, you know, if there's a scene, I just want to use flute and drums for, yeah, I think that, that makes it really more impactful than, okay, this is the piece you've got. It sounds really good, but it's got too much to it. Okay, do I just use it and deal with it, or do I find something else? So it, it does make things a lot easier in some ways. <laughs> yeah, and instead of, like, if a piece really fits, but like you said, it was too big or too loud, you could just pull out just a couple of instruments. Right. And it would still be, like, the same song, but it sort of it changes the tone of it. And yeah, so right. It can um, go from a big, bombastic, symphonic scene to a nice, ethereal, just underscoring. Right, it's, it's a really versatile way to, to be able to uh, mix all that together. And what it's also great is you can use one one piece of music and use it in, you know, five different spots. But if you're not carefully listening, you you wouldn't be able to tell it's the, using the same score. Right. Yeah, you might be using the cello part one one point and then the violins another part. And while they, they fit together seamlessly in the, the full mix, you separate them and it almost takes on a totally different feel. And so it gives you, uh, you know, expands your use of it immensely. Right. Uh, one of the things, um, while we're talking about the music, uh, you guys haven't heard um, Vincent's uh, production journal yet because it hasn't aired when we're recording this, but it will be out soon. And one of the things he said specifically about the music was that Anna wanted a lot more horns. She wanted brass. <laughs> I, I wonder why that could be. I I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I come from a bit of a musical background, which I think really helps out with the sound mixing uh, I was a musician for a little over 10 years I was a trumpet player I was a French horn player so when it comes to soundtracks I, I love me some you're biased I, you're biased I love me some I am you, I will be honest I am totally biased but you you look at the major memorable themes they're all brass so we wanted something very memorable for Archer and Armstrong yeah, the the theme I thought too is really cool because you can like hum it afterwards to yourself. You know, it's it like sticks with you. So 
forever and ever. <laughs> <laughs> when you listen to it over and over like you guys have had to, yeah. Um, well, uh, again... Um, for oh, wait, the... we should talk about that. So, I mean, how long does it take you? That's actually where I was going. So let's talk about <laughs> to talk that. about, like, uh, yeah, let folks know what the process is like for you guys to put an episode together, how much time you put into it, and... and that and then what's the runtime at the very end? So yeah. I think people would love to hear that. Uh, well, I've had to use my time machine several times to. <laughs> oh, you too? Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's just get that time turner going. Yeah, yeah. There's just Hermione's time turner. Exactly, because there's not enough hours in the day. Um, it's a very meticulous, long process. I don't think uh, most audiences realize how long it takes to put together yeah. a twenty, thirty minute episode. Um, just 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 starting out all our actors they will usually give us you know three to five takes uh and that could be if it's a short one line take you know it's it'll take anything the audio file will be like maybe 30 seconds but that adds up and if you have a huge little monologue going then Mm -hmm. one one line from an actor can you can listen be listening for a good couple of minutes and that at least. Yeah, so that really adds, adds up. And then you can go through that line and say, okay, I like this part of this monologue, I like this yeah. part of this monologue, but and so then you have to cut it up and, you know, Frankenline it. Yep. And so that that takes adds to it even more. Um but, you know, so that that's one of the uh longest parts right there is just going through and selecting exactly which take you want, which one works best with the one before before after it with the theme of the scene. So, and so, yeah. so, so just starting out, just straight up line selection. You're not doing any sound effects work. You're not doing any effects, no music, just line selection alone. I would say, especially since with these length of these scripts, I would say it took me maybe two, three days just to select lines for an episode. Yeah, these scripts had something like, wasn't it like between 150 to 200 lines each? Yeah, both script? of mine had 150. Or, I had, yeah, I thought they were I, around there. I have my first two scripts right in front of me, all full of oh, notes. Oh, extra prepared. So, look at you. See, so the first script, 156 lines. Okay. Second script, 167 lines. So I would imagine so, yeah. episodes three and four are yeah, around that same Yeah, they're line. both right around 150, yeah. So, we're, so just starting out, we're looking at two, three days of just line selection. Um, and then from there, I, I mean, David, Dave, do you want to take it from here? <laughs> well, I mean, from, from there, then you have to... Well, that's how I do it. I don't know how Anna does it, but me, I once I get the lines selected, I put them into the skeleton of the scene. Just play them through, put them you know in order. You know, have separate tracks in audition, which is what I use for each character, so I can you know change levels or panning in the scene. This is very technical. I apologize. Um, and so once I've gotten that done, then I'll go through and I'll listen a few times just to the raw, straight read. No, no other sound effects or music include just to kind of get an idea for the pace of the scene better. Yep. Right. And the, then the that rhythm can, of the conversation and the timing and everything. Yeah. Right. And then that, that way I can figure out, okay, where does this, where would the sound effect go? Where do I need to put a little more of a pause and things like that? And then finally, after all that, you get to the big booms, the sound effects. Yeah. Of course you, you have to choose your sound effects. And in some cases make them. Yes. yes in several <laughs> cases, make them. It might just be something as easy as, you know, okay, I need rummaging through a purse. Okay, that's something easy. I'll just steal my wife's purse and go through it. That sounded really bad. (laughs) For the sake of audio. It's for the sake of audio. For the sake of audio, I promise. We appreciate her sacrifice. Yes. Or, you know, you 
the sound of somebody being stabbed, you just put a knife into an apple or something like that just to see how it sounds. You're trying out different things. Right. And, you know, sometimes you just have to go in the middle of an airfield and cause some a few explosions because, well, some explosions. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. And then, the, and then the police get called. Their papers and, fill and, out. But you get to record the sirens, right? It's all useful. It's a twofer, you know, but just getting <laughs> yes. going through that permit process, man. <laughs> but to, to sidetrack a little bit, before we even... What I just even remember before we even do line selection is because all our actors are recording in different spaces, we have to clean up all the background noise. <laughs> right. Oh, for yeah. Right. All our actors and uh, the majority of our actors, they're, they're sitting down and they're doing this in one session. If they're doing it in one session, it's really easy to just mass clean a set of actors' lines. But let's say they broke up their sessions, they maybe recorded half the script on one day and half the script the other day. Uh, that means different background noise. So sometimes if an actor breaks up their sessions, there's nothing wrong with breaking up your sessions, but then you have to be super careful with how you're cleaning your lines. Right. And for those um, that aren't uh, in the know or this that they're new to audio drama, uh, big Valiant fans or what have you, um, our actors don't record with like a television, that kind of background noise, because that's you know, impossible. You can't do it. So it's always yeah. quiet and they record very professionally. But even so, you're going to have like um, we call it room tone. It's just the, the sound of the room. Maybe there's a, a air conditioner on or a heater or a fan far away that you can't even really tell. But it gives you this slight I or mean, a computer fan or, or an air conditioner. Right. And or... so uh, that's sort of it's like a constant quiet background that you have to pull out sometimes um and to make sure that everyone sounds exactly the same so that it sounds like they're all together in the same places be it new york city or a bar fight or wherever yeah and also since we have directed but we also do voice work for some of the shows too like i'll even just tell the director i'll be like hey just so you know after line 38 the air conditioner came on and they're like thank you (laughs) yes that's highly so highly appreciated when that happens yeah yeah uh but yes so Mm. we we've cleaned lines we've chosen lines uh we've started creating the sound effects which sound effects alone can depending on complexity of a scene i think maybe sound effects just sound effects work is maybe two three weeks worth of work one thing uh i wanted to mention too uh, when you were talking about take selection uh dave specifically mentioned uh, maybe you need an extra pause here or things like that right. and these are things that as an audience you might not think of but putting an extra like third of a second between two words in somebody's line can change the meaning of it or the way you interpret it when you hear it and so things like that are really important and they're kind of uh you have to be very i guess meticulous like you said it was a great word to uh, in going through every single line in because yeah you have to get the timing and the cadence and the i mean the actors do a lot of that themselves too but as a director you have to choose when to modify a little bit more to get the right feel you're going right. for and i i mean this is my own opinion dave you're more than welcome to mm-hmm. chime in but as far as the actor's performances go i i want to say maybe 60 percent is their delivery i maybe 50 60 percent and the rest of it is our manipulation with the timing and we can right. even they can deliver their line in a take but we might even break up that take just depending on the scene and if the our characters are you know in a heated argument we're going to have the lines overlapping as they're talking over one another mm-hmm. so our actors do a phenomenal job in their takes but that's really only 60% of the performance the other 40% is we're really because we're not there live with them, this is how we're manipulating and this is how we're directing them really is with the timing yeah, we, of everything. Yeah, we can't just say, we can't just say, that's good, but can you maybe just give us a little more here or can you maybe 
pause here. Well, we do occasionally from time to time ask for retakes if we need for a different sort of take on it. Right, if it's really off. Yeah, but but, generally. Generally, right. you can't just say, okay, let's retake this one more time. Maybe take a little more pause after before you say, or else, or whatever like that. So then that's when we have to come in and just maybe stretch, space that out just a little bit more in the mix. Yeah. And then after all of that, we have uh, scoring, which with with, uh, with Vincent's scoring has made our jobs a lot easier. But even then, mm-hmm. scoring still takes... You still have to go through and yeah. listen, okay, which part of this do I want to use? Or... Or you, you try out different mixes. Okay, does it sound good? Violins, drums, piano. Maybe not piano. Okay, maybe not violins. Maybe more trumpet. I don't know. So you're still you're still playing with it the whole time. Right. And and is it matching the tone of the scene? Yes. And is this too much? And a lot of things uh, that people might not realize, again, because when it really works, uh, you just sort of feel the emotion of the scene. You get lost in it. You don't realize. But music can really make or break a scene. Mm-hmm. You could have a totally great scene with great delivery from the actors. And if the wrong music is under it, it's not going to work. And by the same token, you could even have a scene that you're like, I'm not sure this is really working. And you put the right piece of music under there and it just sings and it becomes this beautiful Suddenly thing. Suddenly you got the so chills. It, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It can change so much. It's it's amazing how powerful it can be. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then after all of that, you're still you're giving the episode a good three, four, five, six listens through because then you're just balancing out all the audio levels. Yep. Making sure there's something you haven't missed, some stray sound effect that got in the mix somehow, or an extra line that somehow got in the mix. You're just having to listen to just make sure. Okay, did this happen? Did this? Did this? Oh, how did I miss that? Your fifth time through, you suddenly realize. Oh, wow, I totally messed up on that. How'd that happen? Yep. And so then you have to go back in and you have to go in and tweak it and play with it and get the pliers after it. Right. And then you send it off to us and we send you back a big list of notes of tweaks that and we And then want. you bang your uh, head on the desk. Very helpfully. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Trust me, we want these critiques. We need the outside ear because after we've listened to these a thousand times, we need a fresh ear, something that we think, okay, well, this doesn't sound that great but it's the best I think I can do right now. Suddenly you give it to fresh ears. You're like, they say, oh, that's really good. Keep it. Oh, okay. Sure. Right. <laughs> I, I've i done uh, some directing as well. And uh, you, you eventually get to a point sometimes with even mm-hmm. like lines of dialogue where you've heard it so many times that you don't even know what the words mean it's, anymore. It's, it's just you're like, noise what? Yeah. After yeah. a while. Yeah, Definitely. exactly. And it's, but it's really helpful getting that outside ear. But I, there was a couple of times where I took a day or two break just to mm. really... Uh, give myself a fresh listen to it. And I don't know if you did this, Dave, but, uh, you know, then I would alternate. I would listen a couple times through headphones and because we don't know how people are listening to the episodes. So I would listen a few times through speakers. I'll I'll do one or two playthroughs in my car just because some some sound effects do get lost depending where you're hearing them from. Headphones are the most ideal, but our audience might be listening through a car. So you still want to be make it enjoyable for people listening in the car or over speakers. Right. Cause that's what I do. I I listen mainly through the car. So, I mean, I, I, when I'm mixing, that's one thing I definitely do is try to give the car test because I have a nice long commute. Mm -hmm. So that gives me plenty of time to listen maybe twice through and see, okay. All right. Okay. That does sound pretty good. Okay, good. Yeah. So yeah, everybody listens differently. (laughs) Now, um, what would you say in terms of sound effect creation was the the toughest thing that you each had to do? Uh, I would mm. say the the initial boon explosion. <laughs> ah, the the the, the, <laughs> the good, good old boon in. Uh, and I think I, I I helped out Dave with that one because since yes. uh, since I had since yeah, I had the one. first half, <laughs> I had to deal with basically setting up our 
our main sound our, effects. Our, yeah, our universe. Sort our of. universe. So, so the boon. Oh gosh, I want to say the boon is a combination of the boon itself. The humming is maybe three or four sound effects mm-hmm. combined. But when the explosion happens in the first episode, that was seventeen tracks. Wow! Yeah, I saw a picture of, of it. Just it it wasn't pretty. The, a, a screen cap of her <laughs> screen from that. I only showed you part of the explosion. I didn't show you the full <laughs> ex- with the music oh. and everything. But it's oh my heavens! Yeah, but but that, that's not even my my hardest scene. My tr- my trickiest scene was, and I, I I specifically found out the notes and I went back in my section and counted the tracks. Uh, in episode two, when Archer and Armstrong go to Rome, that <laughs> consisted of forty four tracks. Uh, and 318 audio files. Woo! Yeah. Uh, I believe it. Is that including, including dialogue? Including dialogue, yeah. Okay. It was one long scene. So I, I would say the Boone and then Rome were my two toughest ones. Well, Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It, nor was it mixed in a day. <laughs> um, for me, um, I mean, I'll say this. Anna did a lot of the hefty, heavy lifting in that I could go ahead and pull the... Uh, the the boon sound effects that she'd already made thank you <laughs> um that was very helpful but still i have to do a lot of the the sound effects like i have to put together the fight scenes fight scenes are always kind of hard for me because i never know when i'm going quite too too hot with one part too low with another part and so uh just making sure that sounds like it's an actual real fight not just a bunch of people doing push-ups or whatever Right, fight scenes in audio can be tough because yeah. you hear like you know exertions and you hear like punches and kicks, but to make it sound like you know what's going on when you can only hear it right. and not see it, it's it's yeah. a difficult. You have thing. to make sure you hear connecting punches or kicks or missing right. swords, which normally you wouldn't necessarily even think to hear, but in something like this, you have to hear oh, as a arrow just goes right over somebody's head or whatever. Yep. But uh, yeah, I'd say that was probably the hardest part for me. Um, and I mean, second part. I mean, I don't know. This is hard, but it's, it's been fun. I just in in the, the some of the later stuff, just building the final things. I don't have to deal with as much city stuff as Anna did, thankfully. But still, I'm dealing with you know. Uh, I don't know how much I can say really. Um, you could say the comic's been out yeah. for a few years. Okay, so fair enough. Well, like like in the monastery, in the later scenes, you still have to get the mm-hmm. sound effects, making sure you're. Your echo is exactly right. While well, you still got some mm-hmm. air, the the slight wind effects outside, and just doing all that, but you, at the same time, you don't want to overpower the dialogue and the main action, right? But you still want to set the atmosphere. I don't know if that made any sense at all. No, definitely, yeah. Well, yeah, because like at the monastery, uh, which is set in the Himalayas, it's very cold, and so it's it's hard to make it sound cold without just hearing constant wind in right. your ear all the time you know so it's it's a tough thing to to find the balance right and that's the thing going back to the time on this we get i'd say about a month from the time we get our, our lines to when our, our our draft is due to you guys and there are times we're down to that last that last hour getting it in just to make sure everything is just <laughs> right yeah and you know so we you know that but hopefully, hopefully you all think that the effort is worth it when you hear it, because we think it is. I think so. I'm blown away by these. A lot episodes. of blood, blood, sweat, and tears went into mixing these episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, very much so. Especially when you're again stabbing the apple to get that squishy sound effect, and you miss. <laughs> <laughs> and those and those explosions. And yes, those... fingers. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> Are there other uh, projects that you guys are working on now that you'd like to talk about? Or are there places online where people can find you if they'd like to, uh, you know, connect with you more or what have you? 
Well, for me, my big project is right now I'm also directing The Kingery. I've been taking a little break from that while directing yes. Archer Woo-hoo, and Armstrong. But I'm very excited to get back into that because there's fun things that coming on that as well. So um, I'd say that that's, is our, uh, that's my big project. It's now. our sci-fi crime drama, our longest running show over at Pendant. It's like so. Sopranos with spaceships. <laughs> and squishy <laughs> aliens. Yes. Yes, yes, very squishy blobby aliens that are awesome. And me, I'm also voice acting in that because I'm one of the characters, Jawbone. Yes. Lots of not safe for workness. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. It's very adult. <laughs> yes. It's Listen a, to this one on R. headphones, kids. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Uh, as for me, uh, I my main focus was Archer and Armstrong. Uh, right now, the show that I'm directing, Tabula Rasa, is on a bit of a hiatus, uh, but we hope to be coming back for season three soon. Um, aside mm-hmm. from that, I am taking a kind of break in that I just graduated from college uh, mm-hmm. and just started a real job. So did that transition, and I, that's why... Dave came on to help because I was transitioning out of college and out of working multiple part-time jobs down to one main full-time job. Um, So as of right now, I am taking a break from directing, but I will be coming back. Are you guys on on the interwebs where people can find you? Yes. Oh, yes. I I can be found on Twitter at Anna with two N's, R1288. And you can find me on Twitter at Flaming Toilet, all one word. That's still the best handle ever. Uh, I'm very proud of it. I hopefully will never have a desire to change it or need to change it. Um, you can find me on Facebook, too. I post on there sometimes, uh, Dave Morgan. Um, so those are the two main places. And you can email me, davemorgantx at yahoo.com. If, if you really are that bored. Uh, and I'm same username as my Twitter, AnnaR1288 at Gmail. Cool. All right. Well, do you guys have any other uh, uh, final thoughts about the Parting project thoughts. or what have you that you'd uh, like to say before we wrap up? Uh, this was a lot of fun. And just want Jeffrey, Susan, want to thank you for the opportunity and mm-hmm. Valiant as well, because this was an amazing project. We put a lot of hard work into it, and we're really looking forward to everybody listening and letting us know their thoughts on the show. Yes. Uh, for, for me, this is kind of a full circle sort of thing, because when I was a kid, me and my friends, because we were big nerds, would record reading our comic books into a tape recorder. <laughs> awesome. You know, wow. Because we're big nerds like that, and, and we do the sound effects and everything. So in a way, I'm now 41 years old doing the grown-up version of what I did when I was six. And so, <laughs> that's so cool. That's really cool. And another part of this is just I've been introduced to the Valiant universe now. I've kind of been kind of eh, on comics lately, but I've really enjoyed working on this and getting to know Archer and Armstrong. And that as a result has led to me wanting to get more into the other parts of the Valiant universe. And so I'm really enjoying that new journey that I'm taking as well. So thank you. Yeah. That, that happened to to us too, actually, uh, when we got started getting into it and I'm reading every book they put out and I haven't read a bad one yet and everyone's different and it has their own feel and I'm, I really love them. They're really cool. And so that makes this extra cool that we get to do this. So hopefully we'll get to do some of these other ones too. Yeah. Yes. Nudge, nudge, Valiant, nudge. Wink. (laughs) Wink. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you both very much for being here and you will soon hear the tremendously excellent work that Anna and Dave have put in with our great cast and composer in our Archer and Armstrong audio drama coming soon yay 